In this special series, AHLA leaders discuss key moments in their careers, current and future trends in health law, and AHLA's role in their professional development. Support for AHLA and this series is provided by HORN, which provides proactive guidance and strategies to enhance efficiency, improve patient experience, increase market share, and position you for greater success. Horn Healthcare serves over 600 clients across 31 states. For more information, visit hornllp.com. This is Chip Hutzler. I'm a director with the firm Horn in their healthcare team. Today, my guest is Tom Shorter. Tom is a partner at Hush Blackwell in Madison, Wisconsin. And many of you know him well as the president-elect designate of AHLA. He's going to be the president in the 2022-2023 program year for AHLA. And we're here really today to find out a little bit about Tom and how he got to where he got. So let me start it off, Tom, by throwing it at you. Tell us how you got into health law. Yeah, a great question. Uh, And it's good to talk to you, Chip, uh, um, as always. Um, so like, I think a lot of people, um, who enter into, to healthcare, it didn't exactly happen in a planned and, and preordained sort of way. For me, it began with a uh, assignment and work where I was doing employment and uh, employment work and, and defense work. And I got asked to get involved in a physician, um, essentially a physician termination case. And I was so naive to think that how could this termination be any different than any other termination that you handle in an employment context? And I learned very quickly that this is a whole different world. And a whole bunch of issues kept coming up and people were talking about medical staff bylaws and the regulatory scheme that involved and compliance issues that were coming up. And of course, my head was exploding because I was thinking, wow, I just thought I had a termination case on my hands. And that was really the beginning um, and, and got to work through on that case with a, with a, a fine healthcare lawyer and, and mentor, a partner that I was working for at the time. And I do remember to this day, as we're going through this, and I keep asking this questions like, what are, what are they talking about when they say this or that about the context of this physician's employment? And he finally said to me, you know, Tom, I think it'd be a really good idea for you to go to the AHLA Fundamentals Program. <laughs> and there, from there, has been a phenomenal journey since. Uh, I was going to say, if your head wasn't already exploding on the first <laughs> employment termination, when you get to the Fundamentals Program, kaboom, right? It's like a fire hose. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny, you mentioned something that I was going to ask you, which is, is there someone in health law that sort of inspired you? Uh, to, to do this or that inspired you to keep doing it and what made them so special? Uh, for sure there is. And, and a, a, a fantastic individual, a very good friend. And to this day, someone I get to, to continue to work with um, uh, he's gone in house as a, as a general counsel, but, but um, get to work with him uh, regularly. And, and he was a, a partner doing healthcare law work, and um, it, it was a really, it was a great experience. I mean, I think he, what he really inspired in, in me was to understand both the complexity of the, of the healthcare, you know, industry and, and then also the complexity of the issues 
not just the legal issues, but sort of the ethical issues and the bigger picture around the provision of healthcare. And um, I, again, I just have a whole series of, of memories of, of, as a young lawyer, being very influenced uh, by his style and his approach, how he had a lot of focus on listening to clients. Um, I have a lot of fun memories of having been in a conference room with him and he giving me a signal, basically, keep your mouth shut and let's listen to the client. <laughs> but he was right. And it was, it was, uh, it was great teaching. And, and again, he's to this day, a very good personal friend and a client that I get to work with as well. Yeah, I get that signal regularly under the table from my wife. <laughs> right, exactly. As long as you can see it and know when you're getting that signal. That's, that's right. Idea. Get that nudge. Hey, zip it. Um, but no, sometimes that is really key for sure. Was there any moment in your health law career where you said, this is, this is the key moment? You could look back and say, this is a key moment when I really realized I'd found my calling and, and, and I'm good at this. And that's why. And I like doing it. You know, you know, it's. I, I think there's a sort of a period of time that probably captures that chip. You know, uh, they, they, I think, it, and it has a it has a very close tie for me to AHLA because it it was that moment in time where you, like many of the folks who I think practice in this area, you go to fundamentals and you chip you capture it well. Like you sort of walk out like a deer in headlights, like, oh my gosh, I had no idea of the breadth of issues here, and then you start to see how those concepts and issues get applied in the practice that you do. And then you start to get intrigued in some cases in particular areas. And that's where AHLA does such a great job of having content at conferences where you're like, I really enjoyed this aspect of health law in particular. And that starts to actually feed on the development of, in some cases, you know, expertise that you may have, or you, you really take that, di you know, that deeper dive into a particular area. And that's where it started happening for me. So I started attending uh, initially the Physicians and Hospitals Institute because I had some connections and ties, of course, to dealing with and working on physician matters, but also working with a number of healthcare systems and, and uh, health system clients. And then it just keeps going. And from then it was transactions. And I think Chip, you and I have been going to transactions conference together for really since, I think probably since they started the, the transactions conference. Um, Absolutely. And again, just it, it spurred interest and desire and sort of a, a really like, boy, I really, I really love what I get to do. What's a favorite location you've ever had to go to for health law, whether it's a conference like HLA or a client or you have any favorite places you just love to go back to? Oh, Nashville is just is high on the list for me. It's Good always it, it always is a great fun, as you know, Chip. We we've all I think enjoyed being in Nashville together um, for the conference and friendships and and dinners and socializing and all the all the great things that come with AHLA. Um, that said, uh, San Diego is pretty high up there too. Um, you know, Chip, you know that about me. I have yeah. a little pension for golf. I have a desire to try to fit that in everywhere I can. And hard to beat San Diego in that regard. That, it really is. Um, I'm not, nothing wrong with Nashville. Obviously, we have the healthcare industry to thank for parking some of their most well-known companies there. And it is a fun place to go back to. I, it's a place I make my office when I can. How, um, how do you think you see health law going forward? What do you, 
what, how do you think you can contribute to it? What do you think is going to happen as we move forward? You know, there's been all this stuff with the pandemic, of course. So what, what do you think as we come out of the pandemic will be kind of the defining things that happen maybe as you kind of go into your president year and so on? Yeah, there's a lot of interesting things that are happening. I mean, there were things that were obviously interesting happening even before we got to the pandemic. I think in some ways the pandemic has caused some acceleration of certain things that were starting to happen in healthcare. I mean, I, I you know, pick on the obvious one. I mean, just, you know, we all were talking with clients and those who are in-house were talking with their in, you know, in their organizations and, and the government was talking about, well, what do we do with telehealth? You know, and it was this sort of, it's a good example of how an event like the pandemic can cause out of necessity and acceleration of, um, you know, a, a, an area, both from a legal perspective and like, how do we regulate this? Like, what do we do? And at the same time, understanding that it's really not something we can go backwards on. And I, you know, what I think is going to continue to happen and and again, the pandemic, I think, just accelerated is that there's going to be even more of a growing, you know, specialty around those health law practitioners who think and, and are able to guide clients in those sort of specific areas. So what so I if I look back in my, you know, 25 years of practice, um, we've moved slowly and methodically in health law away from the sort of the general healthcare lawyer, which really, you know, that there was a time that people were kind of a general healthcare lawyer and it's moving to, okay, I'm a, I do HIPAA compliance work or I'm doing Stark and Anna kickback work, or I'm doing specific kinds of healthcare transactions or reimbursement. It's starting to become very specialized in many ways, I guess you could analogize it to medicine, you know, the, the idea of it just kind of develops a bunch of developing subspecialties. And um, I don't see that changing. I mean, I see that continuing to propel down the path and telehealth is just an example of circumstances that have caused that kind of a, a legal issue to become more, um, more focused. And for people who are doing that kind of work, you actually have to have the support of expertise and knowledge in, you know, AHLA is a great example of that, you know, where you have a network of people that are similarly interested and equally deep dive. And you can learn from your colleagues and peers that are, you know, practicing in an area that, that you have interest in. And so I think that's where it'll continue to go. Yeah, it's hard. Some, I think it's getting harder to tell people who don't know what you do, what you do. Right. Yeah. What do you tell right. people you do now? Just to say you're a health lawyer doesn't really describe it anymore. Mm -hmm. What What do you tell people you do when you people ask you? Yeah, you know, I, I've I've um, I, I probably because I've go back uh, far enough to to be able to remember some of the more general healthcare lawyer um, aspect of it. Uh, I've had my you know toes in the water in a lot of different spaces in in health law. Um, and have helped build up a team of people that are very subspecialized, you know, so a lot of folks on our team have come up in that era of more subspecialization, which is great. Um, I, my work in terms of what I do is a lot of work um, at the strategic level with clients looking at uh, joint venturing, mergers and acquisitions, a large scale strategy, 
um, that, that sometimes takes me back to the employment routes from, you know, from whence I came. Um, and um, that that's really a lot of the, the kind of strategy work that I get to do with clients and then work with across our teams with um, with younger lawyers that are developing the, those subspecialty expertise because those clients that I work with come come with those questions. And um, it's so niche uh, now that I a lot of times, and I've kind of gotten to that point in the career where I can say to my client, I don't personally know the answer to your question, but we, we we're now in a stage of the industry that there are folks that do, and I'm fortunate enough to be at a firm that's got that sort of depth too, and we can answer those questions. Yeah. What would you say is a big challenge you faced in health law that you were able to, to solve or overcome? What Do you have any instances where you had a a major challenge could have been with a client. It could have been at AHLA. You said, Hey, I have, I think I found a way and it may not have been easy, but that you were able to overcome. Yeah. There's a, there's probably some, you know, a number of different uh, things that, that come to mind um, for me. I actually think some of the hardest, some of the hardest challenges um, actually come in that, um, that, stage and it probably varies for everybody uh, but at the stage in their career where they're uh, develop that comfort to be talking to clients and understand that you don't have to have all the answers all the time um you know lawyers don't like to have be in a position where they don't feel like they've got an answer to the to the question that's being posed and and sometimes it takes someone with a different expertise and and you know, that, that's, a, that's actually from a career standpoint, um, and that's probably not unique to health law, but is a, is a challenge to overcome when, where you get to that point of, of comfort and, and being able to talk to clients that way. I think, Chip, that was one of those moments for me where I was like, okay, you know what, I'm going to be okay, under, you know, understanding that I can tell clients I don't have that answer, but here's, I'm going to help you figure out how to get that answer um, so that you can move forward with whatever business initiatives or, or issues that, that you have. So I think from a career standpoint, that's certainly hard. Um, you know, boy, I have another one that stands out in my mind, which was uh, having to struggle with what I think every lawyer doesn't ever want to have to really do. And that is to end a client relationship where you're realize you're just not the right lawyer for somebody. And that recognition, that's hard to, that's hard to wrestle with. They appreciate it though when you te- when you're able to be honest with them, I imagine, and tell them, "Hey, I, you know, I'm not the right guy, but let's find the right guy for you." For this. Absolutely right, Chip. I I'm glad you point that out because it's absolutely true. And I actually have some clients that I've know that I will tell them the straight <laughs> scoop on that if I don't think that I've got the right expertise. But it's again a good example of one of the amazing upside benefits you get through getting deeply involved with AHLA is you get to know people that know these things. So I've, you know, as you know, Chip, I've known you for many years. And so I know what you know. And so it's easy for me to say, I don't know the answer to that, but I know Chip Hustler knows the answer to that. And so, or, you know, you know, any of the other folks that that I've known in the HLA. And so it's, it's a, it's really good to be, I guess, in a spot where you feel comfortable being able to share that you know, network and where there are others that can solve those problems. That That is so true. Um, so we'll kind of head to what I think will probably be the last question just to kind of get your view. 
So when they induct you into the health lawyer hall of fame as a rock star, of course, <laughs> health lawyer, what's your plaque going to say? Ah, good, good question. It'll, it'll really depend on whether it's the, the, the people writing the plaque or the people that were at the conference sessions with me or the people that were at the evenings when we were out having a good time together as friends. Um, I think for the, the folks that um, I get a chance to work with and I'm blessed to be able to work with on the board of directors of AHLA and, and working with the amazing staff members, I would like it to say that he was all about the team and that it's an opportunity to work together um, with colleagues, peers who bring expertise and knowledge and um, really just facilitating a group to be able to work together towards a common goal. And not everybody always agrees on outcomes or how to get from A to B, but um, where you can help facilitate everybody feeling like they're all working together to the same goal. It's, um, it's something that I strive to do both in my work professionally and, you know, quite frankly, in, in my personal life as well. Well, all about the team would be a great thing to put on, on yep. there. No doubt yeah, about well, it. I would like personifies you I want to thank you, Tom, for joining us and being part of this really appreciate having you on. It was a real pleasure to chat with you for a few minutes. Thanks yeah. so much. Likewise. Thanks, Joe. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to AHLA Speaking of Health Law wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more about AHLA and the educational resources available to the health law community, visit AmericanHealthLaw.org.